Good morning and happy Memorial Day on this May 30th, 2016. I uh, hope you're all enjoying Lake Tahoe and wherever else you are in the world. This is Alexis Robin with The Bright Side on K Tahoe. And we are talking about creating a culture of creativity and accountability today. And this is something that might feel like a real conundrum. Like how do I hold my people accountable and keep them motivated while simultaneously creating a culture where creative ideas and innovation can happen. Now, this may feel like you might need a magic wand to get this to happen. Uh, it might feel like it's a moonshot. And I just want to tell you, um, it is actually doable. So, You've heard, you heard me say last week, you can't motivate people. You need to inspire them. So let's start with that. Like, how do you inspire people in your organization? The first and kind of key piece of inspiring people is creating a clear vision. People want to know where the organization is going. They are often joining an organization rather than starting their own thing because they want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so with a clear vision, you can inspire people and focus their attention on the outcomes that really matter. So um, where are we headed? What do we want to change in the world? If we're successful, how will the world be better because of it? Um, Really getting clear about that vision is going to be important so that when they're joining in, they know what you're working towards. It also gets people rowing in the same direction. So you don't have people who have like 10 different visions that you're trying to figure out. So um, set a clear vision so that people can get on board and get excited about where they're going. The second piece here is to manage expectations. So managing clear expectations is easier said than done. A lot of people feel like, well, I told them once or I sent them an email and I outlined expectations, but I'm here to tell you that more times than not, people fail at managing expectations. Either they're thinking about it, but they're not saying it out loud. They're rushing through something. Uh, there, maybe there's not psychological safety in the relationship between the person who's setting expectation and the employee who's trying to meet the expectations. And so when the employee doesn't understand something that you've asked for or needs clarification, rather than asking you for that, they just smile and nod and say, sure, no problem. I'll take care of that. Um, not really fully understanding what you're asking for. Um, sometimes we don't even do a good idea or we don't even have a good idea of what our expectations are when we start asking someone for something. This particularly happens with strategic thinkers, um, people who are big, big picture, conceptual. They often will try to delegate a concept, which is not something that people can run with. It's kind of this idea that I have going. I, I want this project to kind of look like this, but there's not really clear information about what is expected. There's, uh, there's not a check back point in terms of, hey, if you get into this project and you realize you don't have all the information or haven't managed your expectations well, then I need you to come back to me and ask me for more information. I'm happy to answer those questions after you've gone off and kind of dug into the project and started. So as a leader, you can leave that door open so that people feel comfortable to come back and check in to make sure that they're on the right track. Um, and you want to make sure that if people do 
trust you enough to come back and ask you for clarification that you don't launch into a lecture about the fact that you already told them this and they should know this because somehow they didn't get it. And the, the real outcome that you're looking for is the result, the, um, the goal that you've set. So if they missed part of it the first time, great that they're coming back. And so you want to honor that and really create space for that. Um, if you have questions about this, or if you're not good at managing expectations, or you're not even sure if you're good or bad at it, there is an article on my LinkedIn page. Uh, you can find it at Alexis, uh, Alexis K. Robin, which is linkedin.com slash Alexis Robin. And there it's called managing expectations. So if you Google that, and I'll also put it on our, um, on our Facebook page, which is the positivity link. Uh, you can just go straight there and there's a whole list of um, ways that steps that you can take to manage expectations. So in terms of inspiring your people and holding them accountable, you start by setting a clear vision that's inspirational. And then you get really clear about setting expectations and managing clear expectations. Once you've managed clear expectations and there's understanding from both parties, you yourself and the person you're setting the expectations for, it's much easier to hold them accountable. When you haven't given clear instructions or you haven't spent the time to really articulate what you want, then it's much harder to create uh, expectations and to hold people accountable. So this is an important piece that I want you to hang on to. Next on is that as you get clear about where the company's headed and you know what's expected of you, this starts to create trust. And it frees up your employees' mental bandwidth to think creatively and innovate. So there's this big push to like, how do I get my people to create? How do I get my people to innovate? You know, how can I get my people to come up with new ideas and share them? Um, most of the time, it's about building that trust and that psychological safety up front so that they can get comfortable sharing ideas. Because really, when you think about creativity and innovation, you're really thinking about putting your crazy idea into the mix. And if you're worried that somebody's going to roll their eyes at you or tell you that's a dumb idea or they're going to ridicule you or you know think that you don't have good ideas because you're going to share, how willing are you going to be to share? Not very. So you want to create that safety and that place where people can share ideas. Now, when they know what's expected of them and they understand where the company's going, they can move forward without a bunch of road bumps and recalculations, which gives them the mind space, the mental bandwidth to start kind of dreaming and scheming about cool ideas and innovative ways to do things. So as they, you know, as they're able to do this and they start to share their ideas with you, this is the trick. You need to be able to let those ideas live for a little bit. If someone shares an idea with you for the first time and it's something that you've already tried, there's two, well, there's many ways to answer it, but two different responses. One could be, we've already tried that. It didn't work, right? What are the chances of that person who receives that kind of feedback with, when they share an idea? What are the chances that that person's going to bring that idea back? Very little or bring any idea back for that matter. They're going to be thinking, I'm afraid they might have already tried this, so I shouldn't bring it up. Now, the other way to answer it is, hmm, that's interesting. We looked at that before. Let's talk about it again and see if it's worth revisiting now that you're bringing it up. 
Tell me about how you see that working. Give it some space and time to live as an idea. And if it is the exact same idea that you've already tried and it failed, then ask the person that brought it, hmm, we did try that. It didn't work before, but I'd be really interested in your ideas of how we might try this differently or tweak how we approached it to see if we get a better result this time. Would you be willing to go back and think on that? And then that way they have an opportunity to go back and think, how could I do it differently? What worked? What didn't work? And they can use that previous failure as information and intellectual property to build out a new way. So you definitely want to let, you know, if you want people to keep sharing, you want people to innovate, you want to be able to create space for their ideas to live. And even the bad ones, because people will come with bad ideas and that's okay. You just want them to bring ideas because eventually someone's bad idea is going to trigger somebody else's fantastic idea. And so creating a culture where it's safe to bring good, bad, and ugly ideas to the table will start opening it up to getting much better ideas. There is some fantastic resources in Adam Grant's new book, Originals. Um, You can actually, if you're a busy executive or co-founder, founder founder of a startup, um, you can go straight to the back and he's got some actionable key points. Uh, I love it. Dan Pink also did this in his book, Drive. Um, But you just go straight to the back and it will give you a little breakdown on each chapter um, and actions for impact. So it's on page 245 of his book, Originals. Again, that's Adam Grant. Um, He wrote the book, Give and Take, which we love. And so there's a lot of great stuff in there about how to come up with original ideas. So this is an easy easy way to remember this equation of how to hold people accountable, motivate them while simultaneously creating this culture of creative ideas and innovation is vision plus focus plus managed expectations equals vulnerability-based trust, creativity, and innovation. I'll say that again. Vision plus focus plus managed expectations equals vulnerability-based trust, creativity, and innovation. So for more on this, have a look at our blog at plinkcoachingcenter.com as well as visit us on our Facebook pages. We've got lots of great information, um, lots of great tools that you can use for your teams. This is Alexis Robin. I'm on K-Tahoe, KTHO Radio, 96.1 FM and 590 AM. Have a happy Memorial Day. Enjoy your time off and go back and get your team focused and ready to dive into some innovation. Have a great week.